Hello, good morning and welcome to the last edition of Scouting for Goals on Cup Final Day. Yes, more of that later. But first up in the Players' Lounge is no stranger to uh, heroism, is Bobby Moore. Born Robert Frederick Chelsea Moore, OBE, on the 12th of April 1941. Passed away on the 24th of February 1993 was an English professional footballer. He was most notably um, for his playing for West Ham United, captaining the club for more than 10 years, and was the captain of the England national team that won the 1966 World Cup. He's widely regarded as one of the greatest defenders in the history of football, and was cited by Pele as the greatest defender that he'd ever played against. Furthermore, Moore is sometimes considered to be one of the greatest players of all time. Widely regarded as West Ham's greatest ever player, Moore played over 600 games for the club during a 16-year tenure, winning the FA Cup in 1963-4 and the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup in 64-65. During his time at the club, he won the FWA Footballer of the Year in 64 and the West Ham Player of the Year in 61, 63, 68 and 1970. In August 2008, West Ham United officially retired his number six shirt, 15 years after his death. Moore was made captain of England in 1964 at just 23 years of age, going on to lift the World Cup trophy in 1966. He won a total of 108 caps for his country, which at the time of his international retirement in 1973 was a national record. This record was later broken by Peter Shilton, Moore's total of 108 caps 
continued as a record for an outfield player until the 28th of March 2009 when David Beckham gained his 109th cap. Moore is a member of the world's team of the 20th century, a national team icon. A bronze statue of Moore stands outside the entrance to Wembley Stadium. A composed central defender, Moore was best known for his reading of the game and ability to anticipate opposition's movements, thereby distancing himself from the image of the hard-tackling, high-jumping defender. Receiving the BBC Sports Personality of the Year in 1966, he was given uh, he was the first footballer to win the award and he remained the only one for a further 24 years. Moore was given an OBE in the New Year's Honours list. He was made an inaugural inductee of the English Football Hall of Fame in 2002 in his recognition of his impact on the English game as a player and uh, in the same year he was named the BBC's list of the 100 greatest Britons. Sir Alf Ramsey said of him, my captain, my leader, my right hand man. He was the spirit and the heartbeat of the team, a cool calculating footballer I could trust with my life. He was the supreme professional, the best I ever worked with. Without him England would have never won the World Cup.
Andre True Connection for Bobby Moore with More, More, More. Think you need medical help right now and you're not sure what to do? Go straight to NHS 111. Call, go online or use the NHS app. You'll answer questions about your symptoms and receive advice about what to do next and where to go. And, if needed, a healthcare professional will call you. NHS 111 is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So, if you're not sure what to do, go straight to 111. Help us help you know what to do. This is the Players Lab. A place where legends are born. And next up in the Players' Lounge is another Bobby. Yes, Roberto Firmino Barbosa de Oliveira. He was born on the 2nd of October 1991 and is a Brazilian professional footballer who plays as a forward or attacking midfielder for Premier League club Liverpool and the Brazil national team. After starting his career with Figueirense, in 2009, he spent four and a half seasons at 1899 Hoffenheim. His 16 goals in 33 games in the 13-14 Bundesliga season earned him the award for the league's greatest breakthrough player. In July 2015, he signed for Liverpool, where he earned, earned plaudits for his creativity, goal scoring and work rate with manager Jurgen Klopp referring to Marie Firmino as the engine that propels the club's counter-pressing system. In the 18-19 season, he won the UEFA Champions League and the following season, the UEFA Super Cup, the FIFA Club World Cup, after scoring the winner in the final, and the 1920 Premier League's title. He also won the FA Cup with Liverpool. Firmino made his international debut for Brazil in November 2014. He represented the nation at the 15, 19 and 21 Copes America, as well as the 2018 FIFA World Cup. And Firmino scored his 100th goal for Liverpool on the 27th of August 2022, when he got two in the 9-0 win against AFC Bournemouth. On the 10th of March this year, Liverpool announced Firmino would leave Liverpool at the end of this season after he decided not to extend his contract. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp said he was a little bit surprised by the decision but wished Firmino good luck, as we do, saying that he would be grateful forever for his influence and impact at Liverpool. Firmino later said that it was time to leave the club. Former player Danny Murphy described him as a cult hero who the fans adored. Firmino scored a late equaliser against Aston Villa in the last home game for Liverpool on the 20th of May 2023. And he scored on the last ever game for Liverpool. In homage to Firmino, a mural was painted in Liverpool, which he visited just before his departure. Good luck to Firmino. Here is Mr. Roberto from Sticks. Striker! <laughs> 
Pilkington, and how are we today? Yeah, I'm all right, Doctor. Yeah, I've just uh, come for my checkup. Okay, then pop your pants off. What? Just pop your pants off. And, uh... Well, I forgot to take my pants off. Well, because I have to pop my finger up your um, what, what? to check your prostate gland. Don't worry about it. Well, I am worried about it because prostate cancer kills 10,000 men every year in Britain. Well, you can check that out if I get any symptoms. Well, there aren't always symptoms, and symptoms do vary from man to man. So the best way to check it out well, is I just pop my finger up I'm, there I'm really and have a feel. Just... Don't worry about it. Is that it? Yeah. It's not that bad. No. I don't know why he was worried. You probably saved his life, though. Does he have to be here? He's just a mate. Don't worry about him. He's just watching watching me at work. For more information, visit the Prostate Cancer Charity website. Real men know all about it. The coolest way to start your weekend. Doubting the goals on HRB. This, this is the Players' Lounge. The place where legends are born. And for the last ever um, Players' Lounge person, we go to Liverpool again. But uh, not Liverpool, but Everton. Abdoulaye Decore. 
Abdoudeh Takore was born on the 1st of January 1993 and is a professional footballer who plays as a central midfielder for Premier League club Everton. He was born in France and Takore plays for the Mali national team. On the 1st of February 2016, Takore signed to Premier League club Watford for an undisclosed fee. He scored his first goal for Watford on the 4th of March 2017, netting an injury time consolation as Watford lost 3-4 to Southampton What a game that was. And on the 8th of September 2020, Premier League club Everton announced that they had signed Decore from Watford for an undisclosed fee, believed to be in the region of £20 million. He signed a three-year deal with the club um, with an option for the fourth. Decore made his debut on the 13th of September during Everton's first game of the season of the 2020-21. One nil away win from home against Tottenham Hotspur. Decore scored his first Everton goal with a powerful header in a 3-2 away win against Fulham on the 22nd November of 2020 in a Premier League fixture. On the 28th of May 2023, on the match final match day of this season, Decore scored one of the most consequential goals in the club's history to secure a 1-0 win over Bournemouth. Had Everton only drawn, they would have been overtaken by Leicester on goal difference and have been relegated to the second tier of English football for the first time since 1951. Incredible. So uh, Decore, the 20 million that was spent on him, probably saved the club something like 180 million by staying in that division. Abdul, his shortened first name, is and means servant in Arabic. So let's have a little bit of Depeche Mode. He is certainly the master, and his name suggests that he is a good servant. It's a lot. 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 Like, like.
mode there and master and servant uh, concludes the players lounge well not just for this week but forever when a stroke strikes it spreads like a fire in the brain the longer it goes undetected the more damage is done to spot the signs of a stroke you have to think and act fast f face has their face fallen on one side can they smile a arms can they raise both arms and keep them there s speech is their speech slurred t time just like a fire it's time to call 999 if you see any single one of these signs the faster you act the more of the person you save when stroke strikes act fast connect to us online or through your smart speaker hospital radio bedford Visit our website, hospitalradiobedford.org.uk. Yeah, and you can catch uh, all of the programming on Hostel Radio Bedford. And if you fancy doing some presenting as well, then please get in contact with us at Hospital Radio Bedford, either via the Facebook Messenger or via our website. Uh, and uh, if you want to know who you need to contact, it's a gentleman called Mr. Jeff White, a very loyal station um, presenter. Uh, does Monday through to Friday. Give him a listen if you don't already. Um, to his wonderful Good Morning Show. It's the Godfather's Good Morning Show, only on Hospital Radio Bedford. And um, we've got the wonderful Barry Tappenden after us, a recorded show, I believe. He's on his way to Normandy. What an amazing uh, gentleman he is um, to work alongside. Absolutely fabulous. His shows are brilliant, and him as a as person um, is just outstanding. The best of the best of men. Anyway... Uh, I'm going to now play you the um, highlights of the season through the funnies of Roy Keane and Mika Richards. I always love players when they're, they're playing football with a smile on their face. And even when, you know, a lot of players now are playing like they've got the world on their shoulders. They're playing in the best league. I regret the day, you know, I didn't smile every time I was on the pitch because it's such an unbelievable... What, what, are, you, what are you looking at there, Roy? I never like players who smile on the pitch. <laughs> Relax. Football isn't fun, Roy. No, no, no. You're there to win, remember. Is yeah, it... we, we, you can win, but you can have a smile on your face. No, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> I burst onto the scene, didn't I? And I was going to be the next best thing. And 
yeah, I won a, a Premier League, which is a, the best thing you could ever do. I won the FA Cup and I got to play for a team that I loved. But I underachieved because sometimes as a player, you can believe the hype. Yeah, injuries didn't help me, but he just got to keep his feet on the ground. He's got a manager there who believes in his talent and a manager who there who will keep his feet mm. on the ground. And as long as he does that, I think he's got a real a real. Did player you burst onto the scene? <laughs> burst? Do you not remember yes. my head against... On Villa, do you not remember that? No? Very few defenders burst onto the scene. <laughs> well, hold on. I played for England at 18. Youngest ever defender to play for England. Yeah. I would say that's bursting onto the scene. You've been bathing in that praise, Micah. I know, yeah. I feel a little bit embarrassed, actually. Carrie was saying... Under the... As soon as he said world class, he, he just he was, he, he was sinking into it. <laughs> Why? I'm not going to win anything. <laughs> they just stayed in the oh, Premier League. No, no listen, like delighted. That, listen, Dean Smith, we, he's, he's made a good point. We've said it before. There was a big change at the club last summer. It was going to take time. They've stayed up. A big achievement. Celebrations, listen, slight, slightly over the top, but good luck to him. His interview, he came across really well there, obviously. His stuff about Mickey probably needs to be drug tested for that. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Pogba's going to get Man United winning titles and challenging, you're in. I'm doubtful of you anyway, but you're confirming you're in. <laughs> well, you, come you, on, come Mika, on. You keep saying, listen, you keep saying Mickey, um, Pogba's talented. Yeah, but that's no good without desire or work rate. I've watched him close. The guy doesn't want to run. He doesn't. You got to run. He runs for France, though. I'm not interested in France. You know, I don't watch the French games. Run about Man United, your eyes don't light you. And this idea again, he wants to be loved. Loved. That's all I talk it's about. It's different though. The players, are, no, no, the, play, the players are different now. The players are different now. Come on, give me a hold, Come on. Can't me, social, can't social distancing. Social distancing. <laughs> I'm just getting lost, <laughs> I do think they need to go back in January to get to get a, a striker if Aguero is still not fully fit. The lads mentioned that when he got back, he didn't feel like he was up up to speed. And you know what it's like when you get injury after injury, it's hard to get back to full sharpness. So they need to get someone who's going to be. But ready Mika, to when go. he came back, my, my issue with uh, Aguero when he came back, he looked overweight. He looked. God knows what size shorts he was wearing, but he did look really <laughs> heavy. But it's straightforward. I think just because he wanted to leave last year doesn't mean say you're dictated by your a player, yeah, you can hold on to it, but it comes a point where United have to say no, and it's no big deal. Other players have wanted to leave Man United before. David Beckham wanted to leave Man United. Peter Schmeichel wanted to leave Man United, and these are all legends of the club. But they want to leave. Pogba wants to leave. Let him go. Get your few bob in January or the summer. No big deal. Pogba's left Man United before, and Man United have survived. And if he leaves again, Manchester United will survive. Trust me. Roy Keane wanted to leave. I never wanted to leave. He just wanted, he, he just wanted, that's like, why you know, no, he just wanted a bigger, bigger contract. He wanted a bigger contract. <laughs> never went for a pay rise in my life. You keep talking about money. You had the biggest contract that you United, you did. That's because I performed every week. Like <laughs> Bought managers. These are both world-class managers who've won big prizes. But, you know... you. Who would you rather play for? Pep or Klopp? Question, Micah. Yeah, how long have I got? <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't want to play for any of them because that means I'd have to play for Liverpool or Man City, which, which wouldn't suit me. If he trusted the group of players, he'd literally be going with the same 11 all the time unless there's injuries or suspension. But he's chopping and changing. And I always say when you're at a big club, and the players pick the team because you, you train all week and you play and the manager eventually says, well, I have to. Well, I have to play him. That's, that was my mindset when I was playing for the club. Listen, squad rotation, all that is great, but don't be rotating me. I've got to play in the team because that's hopefully I can bring something to the team. And uh, 
chop and change some other lads. Gary, you wanted two others, but hey, leave me to it. I, I was a stallwater chop- right back, I'll have you know. Well, you'd be only right back at the club, you know, to be fair. We were stuck with you. <laughs> This is Hospital Radio Bedford. Yeah, summer is here and uh, it's looking all right outside. And of course, it is FA Cup final day today. And hopefully, the last important ingredient of uh, the game, the mix of music I'm going to play today, is all to do with fun. So, here are the six tracks uh, on the last ever important ingredients of the game mix. It's uh, the specials with Enjoy Yourself, the Beach Boys with Fun, 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 Nothing Says Summer Like That. Of course, the girls are going to the uh, World Cup this uh, year in Australia and New Zealand, and we hear more about the squad that have been chosen for that a bit later, but Cindy Lauper's going to play Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And then Wang Chung, Everybody Have Fun Tonight. Macross 8299 with Fun Tonight, that's a great dance record, and we finish off in Dancing Star with Inner City and Big Fun.
track after track, your number one music station.
Radio Bedford, where it always feels good. Includes your important ingredient uh, mix for you this week. It's uh, fun. Specials enjoy yourself. The Beach Boys with fun, fun, fun. Cindy Lauper's girls just want to have fun. Wang Chun, everybody have fun tonight. Macross 8299 with fun tonight and Inner City with big fun. complaining for I said I have time Robertson what, what what a baby what a big baby just get on with the game baby let's <laughs> 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 oh, shine right we're going to finish by talking about <laughs> the coolest way to start your weekend shouting for goals on HRB now, uh, let's have a look at Match Week 38 and all the drama. Who got relegated? Who managed to survive? Who got the Champions League places? Who got the Europa? Who got the Europa Conference? Every goal, every big moment, we've got it covered. 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 On Hospital Radio Bedford. 
Everton were the only side with their fate in their own hands. Beat Bournemouth and they were safe. Seven years after being crowned Premier League champions, Leicester needed to defeat West Ham and hope that Everton slipped up. Leeds also desperately needed a victory, but their afternoon got off to a nightmare start. Harry Kane giving Tottenham the lead after just two minutes. And over at the King Power... Barnes coming forward and scoring! Harvey Barnes is the one to step up for Leicester City and strike the blow that, as it stands, takes them out of the bottom three and keeps them in the Premier League. Worried faces at Goodison Park as news of that Leicester goal trickled through with 35 minutes played, Everton were in the relegation zone. For Leeds, the afternoon wasn't getting any better. They paid for missed chances as Pedro Porro put Tottenham 2-0 up. Then a huge twist in the race at Everton. Leicester winning here. That scoreline from Goodison means Leicester, Leeds and Southampton are the ones exiting the Premier League. But Leicester weren't giving up. Fast! 2-0! Well, if there is a slip at Goodison Park, Leicester are putting themselves in a great position to capitalise. Sam Allardyce is celebrating at Ellen Road and his lead side are back in the game against Spurs. I can only assume he doesn't know what's going on elsewhere. Well, even if he did, it took just three minutes for Tottenham to re-establish their two-goal lead through Kane. It looked bleak for Leeds. Back at the King Power, West Ham's Pablo Fornals scored and suddenly Leicester's lead wasn't so safe. Leeds' fate was sealed in stoppage time. Lucas Moura scoring in his final Tottenham appearance. And Leeds United are down. They've been beaten at home in a game they had to win by four goals to one. Well, it has been one hell of a ride for Leicester City. But seven years after they lifted the Premier League on that pitch and were serenaded by Andrea Bocelli, it looks like it is time to say goodbye. Leicester needed Bournemouth to equalise against Everton. And in ten minutes of added time, they came close. What a volley, yeah. what a volley of good save. I mean, it's an easy save in the end, but he's got to make it, got mm -hmm. to make it. Cool, you should see their faces here. Yeah, you, you, there's not one, there's not one Everton fan, there's not one Everton fan who thought that was an easy save, whether they're in the stadium no, no. or whether they're in Wilmslow, as Sue Smith is at the moment. Third last 
Chance Day escape, a parting gift for Yerry Mina, who's leaving this club. But contrast the scenes here with those at the King Power Stadium, where Leicester did their bit today. But over the course of the season, it was not enough. And they are relegated to the Championship, along with Leeds and Southampton. But Everton will go into a 70th year in the top division. Yeah, so that's how it stands. And now taking us to the half-time whistle. This is Sean Dyke talking about saving Everton from relegation. Or it could be Darren Farley. Sean, I don't know how you've done it. You are a genius. You have somehow saved the worst Everton team of all time from relegation. Just how have you done this, Sean? Look, I'm in complete shock. Um, I haven't got much to say apart from I am the greatest manager ever born in the existence of the world. I am unbelievable. How have I kept these clowns up? I don't know. Honest, honestly, I can't believe it. Everton fans said, before I came in, we're down. I've come in and I've bloody saved them. Build me a bloody statue now. I've got a goalkeeper with one and a half inch arms. I've got a right back on a bloody Zimmer frame. I've got a left back with two right feet. I've got three centre mids with one bloody goal between them and their whole career. I've got a two foot three bloody French target man umper up front with one goal in 79 million games and I've got a bloody striker who spent more time in the bloody front of GQ the medical room and the bloody catwalk than in the penalty area scoring goals I'm the greatest manager ever born and some Everton fans want me gone oh, oh do you know what I'm going to count it off for a scrap I'm the greatest manager ever born build that statue now I can't believe I've kept them up I can't believe it Everton survived by the skin of their teeth again and you said before the game you didn't want any pitch invasion, Sean. I said before the game in my programme notes, they said no pitch invasions. I said we are not celebrating fairly, I'm not Frank Lampard, I'm not a bloody loser, OK? At the end of the game, what do I see? A little fat numpty in an Everton shirt running on the pitch and jumping on the players. But, you know, to be fair to the MLP, he wants to celebrate with his teammates and listen, he's a good lad. Um, I'm sure he'll do well. He'll, he will do well next season at uh, Crew Alexander under 12s. He really will. Officially, Everton's greatest manager of all time now. You have pulled a miracle off. Will there be a party tonight to celebrate, Sean? Yeah, look, you know, I didn't want a party, really. Um, you don't want to celebrate failure, but we will have a few drinks. So I want to invite all the lads who've helped to keep Everton Football Club in the Premier League to a party tonight. So it'll be me. Uh, all the Leeds squad, all the Leicester squad and all the Southampton squad for being absolutely crap and uh, for helping to keep us up. Uh, no Everton players allowed apart from Michael Keane, my captain for next season. Um, and yeah, that's the way it is. A lot of speculation also, Sean, that you will receive a massive cash bonus for keeping Everton in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, look, I've got a 10 million quid bonus for keeping Everton up, um, which is nice. But unfortunately, I've got to give half of it away. Uh, me and Big Sammy, we came to an agreement. Whoever stayed up and got a massive bonus would split it 50-50. So I would have got a few quid if, you know, if Everton went down and Leeds stayed up. So, yeah, you know, mixed emotions on that one, to be fair. And look, Sean, it has to be said, this summer, surely, there will be big, 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 big changes at Everton. The work's already begun. The work's already begun. Um, Ashley Barnes, it's done. Free transfer. And hey, listen to this one. Everton fans, you say I don't know what I'm doing. Ivan Tony is an Everton player. Eight-month loan deal, 380 grand a week. I'll tell you what, the difference he's going to make is unbelievable. Who'd have thought that? Who'd have put a few quid on Ivan Tony coming to Everton, eh?
Well, actually, I haven't told he did. He's just won 35 million quid. I tell you what, that lad is good at gambling. Fair play to him. <laughs> you came in to save Everton. You've achieved that. What are the plans now for next season, Sean? I mean, you don't need to ask me. Ask any Evertonian. We all know how it's going to play out. Uh, basically, now, the club are going to overreact. Probably going to give me a 12-year contract. Um, I'm going to lose the first 15 games. Calvert-Lewin's going to snap him. Probably he is... Handle on his, his handbag, uh, be out for 16 years. Uh, Neil Mopay will start every game and not get one shot at goal. Uh, I'll get sad, get a nice juicy payoff. Yeah, the Everton fans will protest outside my house, get my wife in a headlock. Uh, the new owners will bring Wayne Rooney in uh, and he'll take Everton straight to the championship. That's probably how he'll play out. That's the way I see it. No one can really disagree with it, can they? Everton, aren't we? <laughs> That's half-time. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, three minutes past nine. I've just got the last 57 minutes to go. And uh, we are going to now hear from Mario Potticini, who has been appointed the new Chelsea manager. Uh, it's getting confusing, is it? What with all of these changes? Here we go. It could be Darren Farley. Maurizio, new Chelsea manager, welcome back to the Premier League. We've missed you. It's very important you make a good start here. Yes, I think to play, I think to win, it's a really good team, they play really well. I am very pleased to be at Chelsea already, I have a great start. I have already uh, matched the Frank Lampard, our win percentage record as Chelsea manager. And yes, I've not even met the players yet, so this is a really great start. I think to play, I think to win. Lot of speculation, can you convince your former player Harry Kane to join you at Chelsea? I speak to Harry on the phone last night, we speak for one and a half hour and uh, Harry, it's a really bad time for him, he said to me, Poch, at the minute I want, don't want to play with crap player, crap manager uh, and uh, a, a man that ran the club that is a loony, a barnpot. Uh, and for that reason, that is why I will not be coming to play for you at Chelsea. Fair enough. I think to play, I think to win. It really is big pressure at Chelsea. Do you have the experience needed for this job, Podge? Uh, yes, I have managed a really big Premier League club before. Uh, and I have also managed a Tottenham Hotspur. You were linked with many big jobs. Did you have any other offers in the Premier League before Todd Bowley and Chelsea came in? I had uh, two offers earlier in the season. Uh, I had the offer to manage Everton and uh, offered to manage Tottenham Hotspur, so I retired. But then uh, Todd Bowley he rang me and offered me twenty-five billion pound a week, so that is why I'm here for three and a half weeks. Bonpont Bowley loves throwing money around, doesn't he? Have you made any big demands from him to come here? Yes, and my demands for Todd Bowley were three demands: number one, Harry; number two. Kane, number three, not Delhi Halley, but he is probably off his rocker on Helium anyway, so that is fine. Frank Lampard's done a very respectable job here, Podge. How difficult will it be to fill his boots? I have a lot of respect for Frank <laughs> It will be very difficult to fill his boots. <laughs> I could not keep it in. It will be very easy to fill his boots. He hasn't won one game in 27 years. <laughs> I need to play. I need to win. <laughs> the coolest way to start your weekend. Shouting for goals on HRB.
Yeah, so there you are. That's uh, the Premier League so far. I will give you the full scores. Uh, Chelsea 1, Newcastle 1, Crystal Palace 1, Nottingham Forest 1, Manchester United beat Fulham 2-1 and Arsenal thrash Wolves 5-0 on the last day. Too late for them to uh, get the title though. 2-1 to Aston Villa against Brighton who slipped up at the end. Nothing really to play for there but Villa did have something to play for. Brentford beat Man City 1-0 as well. Big surprise there. And Spurs won 4-1 away to Leeds. Leicester City did beat West Ham 2-1. And um, Everton won 1-0 against Bournemouth. Uh, it did mean, all of those results, that uh, Man City, Arsenal, Manchester United and Chelsea have Champions League spots as positions 1, 2, 3 and 4 in the Premier League. And Europa, well, two teams from that, one team delighted to be in it for the first time ever and one team very disappointed to miss out on Champions League for the first time in, well, how many years? So Liverpool and Brighton represent the UK, or England at least, in the Europa next year. And Villa, because of their win at uh, Brighton, managed to get one point more than Spurs and they enter the Europa Conference League next year. Of course, West Ham in the final of that um, on Wednesday coming. So something to look forward to there. We say goodbye to Leicester, we say goodbye to Leeds and we say goodbye to Southampton. And we say hello to Burnley, who were champions of the championship. Sheffield United who went up in the other automatic place and third place Luton who managed to beat Coventry in the final on penalties. So Burnley, Sheffield United and Luton for the very first time in the Premier League. Well I missed out one game for you, it was an eight goal thriller. It was Southampton 4, Liverpool 4 and we're going to reenact that game as we always do. Expect to hear songs, uh, Men at Work is a Mistake, Cool in the Gang Celebration Will I Am with Bang Bang and Katy Perry with Raw as we reenact Southampton 4, Liverpool 4. Every game, every goal, every big moment, we've got it covered. Covered, covered, covered. On Hospital Radio Bedford. Lavia's given it away and it's punished. What an awful mistake. Don't run it. 
one of Southampton's most impressive players has gifted Liverpool the opening goal. Fabinho, oh, the queuing up here. Firmino, can he get on it? Yes, he can. Roberto Firmino with a farewell goal. And Liverpool double their leads. We've only played 14 minutes. Southampton made it look far too easy for Liverpool again. Alcaraz. And again, little touch off from Suleimana. Lots of space on this side of the area for Walkhouse. <laughs> Southampton hit back through their captain. Really nicely worked goal. James Walkhouse guides it deftly into the corner. Suleimana, yes! All the way through, and as easy as that. Kamaldine Suleimana with his first goal for Southampton. 
Uh, Sulemana beats that one challenge, and Sulemana still going. Options both sides. Sulemana, oh! A goal as special as the celebration. I love her, can't leave her, forever I always 
always need her. She lied, but I believe her. Love sick, I got that fever. Love stupid, I know it. Love stupid, I know it. I know, cause I'm a fool in love. My baby shot me down again. Shot me down with a love and it go bang, bang. That girl's a killer from a gang. Shot me down with a love and it go bang, bang. And oh, I love her so that's why I gotta let her know that I'll be here for her to always love her down. And baby, that's the truth. Them fucking chickens ain't no use. I wanna wear my tux and see you in your gown.
Alexander-Arnold. Beautiful! Oh, tapped in by Gakpo at the far post. And Liverpool are right back in it. Lovely creation, excellent cross. And the substitute strikes. Salah. Jota. And Jota is in! Oh, yes! Two goals in less than two minutes. And Liverpool have roared back. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I sit quietly, agree politely. I guess that I forgot I had a choice. I let you push me past the breaking point. I stood for nothing, so I fell for everything. You held me down, but I got up. Already brushing off the dust. You hear my voice, you hear that sound. Like thunder gonna shake the ground. You held me down, but I got up. Get ready, cause I've had enough. I see it all, I see it now. I got the eye of the tiger. The fire, dancing through the fire. I am a champion, and you're gonna hear me roar louder, louder than a lion. Cause I am a champion, and you're gonna hear me and Raw, Southampton 4, Liverpool 4, the big eight-goal thriller on the last day. Uh, this is my 145th show and it's my last show as well. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've still got lots to come. We're looking at the Europa uh, final 
and also lots of other stuff like the FA Cup further ahead. I'm going to play a public service announcement and then we're going to go to the Europa Cup final. Everyone who falls into cold water unexpectedly has the same instinct. To swim hard, to fight the cold water. But when people fight it, chances are they lose. Cold water shock makes them gasp uncontrollably and breathe in water. Then they drown. But if they just float, until the cold water shock has passed, they'll be able to control their breathing and have a far better chance of staying alive. Every game, every goal, every big moment. We've got it covered. 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 On Hospital Radio Bedford. Sevilla, three years since the last of their unspoiled six triumphs in this competition over its two incarnations. The 21st century masters of this prize. And Roma, a year on from lifting their first European trophy in Tirana. Torres and set for Rakitic oh he smashed it against the base of the post it's a wonderfully pure hit right from Rakitic in by Navas 1-1 an explosion of Andalusian joy magnificent ball in and actually comes off Mancini I feel in the end it's actually an own goal Suso Away from Matic, got it back from Lamella. Looked to thread it through for Ocampos, who's got the ground! Penalty! And having reviewed, the penalty is removed. Zalewski with depth, Smalling's looping header against the crossbar! And scratch behind. Montiel is deprived of his moment! Or is he going to be taken He's again? He's getting it again. Keeper's clearly stepped off his line, Peter. And Montiel stares at the prize. Once more, the trophy is Andalusia bound. He's done it again. Magnificent seven for Sevilla. Again coming from behind. Clinch it on penalties. Roma's hearts are broken. Mourinho is beaten at last in a European final. And it arrived amid plenty of drama with the retaken penalty kick. But what do you know about this business? Gonzalo Montiel has done it and won the World Cup from a shootout and he's done it again at the second time of asking for Sevilla. Incredible, incredible scenes. It's going to be a long night. They come from the hottest city in Europe, Sevilla. And once again in this competition, they've proved pretty hot again. Sevilla, for the seventh time, winners of the Europa League. The amazing story continues.
that's Queen there. Played for Seville as they won their seventh Europa title. Belongs to them, that competition, doesn't it? And the 2023 UEFA Europa Conference League final will take place this Wednesday, the 7th of June. Kickoff 8 o'clock between Fiorentino of Italy and West Ham United of England. Good luck to West Ham on that day. Uh, but another thing that's happening a couple of days ago, uh, the World Cup England squad was announced. We're going to go and have a listen to that now. Tarina Wiegmann has named her England squad that will go for glory in this summer's World Cup. Here's the squad in full. No surprises in the goalkeeping department. Mary Earps will be number one. Aston Villa's Hannah Hampton is included, despite having time away from the squad following the Euros win last year. There were injury doubts over Millie Bright and Lucy Bronze, but both are in the squad. Following Leah Williamson's injury, Bright will captain the side in Australia and New Zealand. Neve Charles and Esme Morgan will be at the tournament for their first major tournament, rather. Maya Letizia misses out, though, but she is on a standby list. Jordan Nobbs left Arsenal for Aston Villa in January, and her form is rewarded with a call-up. Ella Toon. Kira Walsh and Georgia Stanway were a major part of England's victorious team from the Euros last year. And someone who played as a defender last year has now moved to the forward section. Rachel Daly has had a brilliant season with Aston Villa scoring 22 goals. Bethany England scored 12 goals in 12 games since moving from Chelsea to Tottenham in January. It's her first call-up since last year. Chloe Kelly, who of course scored that famous winner in the Euros final, is also included. No Ellen White, who's retired... Alessia Russo could lead the line. You've named, listed off some great names there. Some players that haven't made it. Must be really tough selecting that squad. So let's find actually how tough it was because Serena Wiegmann joins us. Serena, are you pleased now that you can actually name the squad and, and get into full World Cup mode? Yeah, I'm pleased. Uh, we had to make some hard decisions. Uh, we had to make the phone calls uh, and inform everyone. Uh, now that's done, we can move on. Uh, first, the players go on a little holiday. Not everyone, because there's still a Champions League final to go next Saturday. But after that, everyone will be on a little holiday and then we can start. I'm sure you've made some people's holidays a lot happier. Yeah, well, that's always, you know, you have a very good side of making the squad selection, but you also have a, a sad side because some players are out and they're very disappointed, of course. Uh, unfortunately, that's also part of the job because you have to make decisions. A lot of people will be talking about the players that aren't in the squad, but how excited are you with the team that you're taking to Australia? Yeah, I am very excited. And uh, this is our team. Uh, we're getting ready for it. And then we're going to compete at the highest level in the World Cup against very good contenders. And we're part of them too. And uh, yes, I'm getting really excited. Uh, we spoke a little bit earlier about Beth Mead not being in the squad. But I just want to know, how is she? Because she's had a tough sort of, well, year, really. Yeah, she had, uh, well, she has enormous highs, but also uh, enormous lows. So she's good. She's in a good place. She's a very positive character. And she's a little ahead of schedule, but it's too early for the World Cup. And uh, I'm not willing to take risks because we have to take care of her, too. And, um, yes, yeah, so hopefully she'll be ready um, uh, soon for club and country uh, after the World Cup. A lot has been made about the leadership and obviously we talked about Millie Bright being captain but how important is it to have leaders in the squad? Are there enough leaders in the squad? Because there's quite a lot of inexperience in that squad. Yeah, there's some inexperience. I think we have enough leaders. Uh, I think last year we also said that there's so many leaders in this team and, and, and are very supportive to the whole team. 
uh, I, st I still think we have that and we have to yeah again be supportive to each other and sometimes you don't really see the leader sometimes but behind you know you have quiet leaders and leaders step up all the time and that's also part of leadership so I'm I'm um, I'm confident that we're in a good place with the dynamics in the team. Are you happy now? Do you feel like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders that you've told the players and now you can focus on football? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that it's done. And uh, yes, for me, it's very hard, to, of course, to make those decisions too because, you know, we've worked with a lot of players and uh, they're all doing their very best and lots of players have done really well too but still not picked because the competition is so high. So, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy that it's done now. Now we can move on and, um, and get started. All set for June 19th? Uh, yes, we are. Just uh, <laughs> waiting till we get the confirmation. Well, that's that looks like it's excited to get to get going again. So, Serena, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. You're very busy this afternoon. You've yeah. got some kids to coach. Yeah. We now know the 23 players going to Australia this summer. Williams in time. Oh, yeah. What's your point, mate? Uh, there's two points I'd like to make uh, about Mickey. Mm -hmm. He played for Newcastle United. You know. Quite a few years ago. Yeah. And I, had, I didn't realise how good he was. Oh, you're missing him, based on what you got now. God, he scored so many goals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, great stuff and good luck on the 19th of June to the Women's England team. Uh, European champions, they've got to be uh, in there amongst the favourites for the World Cup this summer. And uh, now we... Uh, Turn our heads to this afternoon at three o'clock. It's the first ever Manchester derby. Manchester United versus Manchester City. First in the Premier League versus third. It's the first time in many years that you kind of feel that the two teams that have made it to the top are two of the three best teams in the country, aren't they? Let's hear about Haaland and how he's uh, his take on it and Ten Hag. Erling, good to see you. Uh, thanks ever so much for your time. You seem to have adapted to life here in Manchester remarkably well. What do, what do you think of living in the city? Do you enjoy it? What do you like about Manchester? No, I like Manchester. I, uh, I think to, uh, to play good on the, on the pitch, you have to enjoy off the pitch as well. I like the people uh, and uh, I really enjoy uh, everything. So, so, yeah, I like it. You're probably the most famous footballer in the country right now, possibly the whole world. What, what on earth is that like? Uh, it's nice. That means I've done something right. Uh, my life has changed, of course. Uh, uh, I can't live normal, so normal anymore. Uh, that's something I just have to admit. and That's how my life is. Uh, I can't complain. Uh, I try to enjoy every single moment of it, uh, and that's how it is. It seems that you're embracing that fame you're not trying to keep a low profile or hide away you're you're enjoying that element of life of course it's i'm 196 tall and uh, got long blonde hair so wherever i go people are gonna see me uh, so that's how my life is but uh, what can i do there's nothing i can do I, i'm uh, that's my life uh, i just have to try uh, enjoy it as much as i can of course i i could just wish i could uh, walk into uh, wherever I want without anyone filming me, but that's that's not possible, that's not how it is. Uh, but again, that's my life. I, I, again, I cannot complain about how, my, how things have turned out. Uh, when I was young, I wanted to become a professional footballer and the best in the world. Uh, so, uh, and a price comes with that. If, uh, if you're going to be that, there's certain things you have to do different, you have to live different, you have to do this and that, and, and that's just how it is. And uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, 
I'm not complaining. Your, your dream, you say, was to be the best in the world. Have you achieved that dream? Do you believe you are the best goal scorer in the world right now? Uh, good question. I don't want to answer that. I think someone else should uh, answer that. But uh, but I scored most goals this season, I think. So um, that's a good start. Yeah. Uh, do you think you can improve? Yeah, so much. How, how can you improve? Everything, everything, everything on the pitch. Uh, from my right foot to my left foot, from the heading, from the build-up play, everything. Have you improved this season? A lot. Is that because of the manager? Yeah, a lot on the manager and also the people in the club, yeah. uh, around the club, uh, people working with me every day, from physios to trainers, uh, also to the people around me, uh, keep on developing me on and off the pitch and making things as easy as possible, as it possibly can in my life to, to perform on the pitch, but of course, with Pep, the best manager in the world, he's, uh, uh, of course, when you see my game, uh, I've been developing in a really positive way and that's really important for me because I'm still really young. I'm still 22 uh, and I've got a long career ahead of me and I still have to develop and uh, that's also uh, something I was thinking of uh, over one year ago when I was thinking about my next move, you know, uh, about how I can develop even more and become uh, an even better player. So. I've been developing uh, in the right way. And what is it about Pep Guardiola that makes him different, special, unique? For me, it's about small details. Uh, what to do different, maybe in these kind of situations. That's what he's got. He sees things uh, other people don't see. Sat here today, you know, you're, you're just two games away from the treble and sporting immortality. How does it feel to be this close? A really good feeling, of course. Uh, we've been chasing the whole season, so it's been kind of uh, when we won the Premier League, it was a big relief. Uh, when Nottingham beat Arsenal, it was a big relief, to be honest. Uh, now it would be unreal to make this history. Uh, I will do everything I can to make this kind of history. But it's really, it's not easy. It's two finals against two good teams that will do everything they can to try to destroy that and they will be motivated, they will be ready and we have to not to think too much, we just have to do what we've been doing basically the whole season and especially the last couple of months or the two in 2023 uh, and we just have to keep going basically, don't think too much and just win the games. I think the rivalry is logical and normal and yeah, I think it's all on both sides. And, yeah, but in the end also you have to respect each other. And, but yeah, of course, on Saturday we will fight each other. It's a big game, a fake cup final. <laughs> and I think it's huge, isn't it? It's huge. But I think any game between Manchester United and Manchester City is huge. Yeah, but when it's a final, it's special, of course. Have you taken anything from the games against City early on in the season that you may be able to take into the FA Cup final? Yeah. <laughs> Every game you learn uh, lessons. Uh, it's really enjoyable to watch Manchester City, but yeah, we have to stop them. And we have to make it our game. Yes. And so uh, we proved we can beat them, but yeah, then we have to play to our levels. And if we have that belief, yeah, uh, on one day, everything is possible. Is there a little bit of you that's just maybe had a bit of a, a, bit of a dream lifting that FA Cup? What it's going to feel like? Uh, so, as a child, you dream. <laughs> but we want to win that cup. And we know it's going to be tough because you play probably against the best team in the world in this moment. But as I said, we, uh, we proved we can beat them. And so we have to go again. 
fantastic stuff from both men there. It's going to be a very, very close final. Let's hope that it's going to be a brilliant final. Now it's time for this. Now, here comes the music. Yeah, and this is Don Brocco from Bedford. It's for the red side of Manchester. Manchester Super Red's number one fan. Hard rock there for the Manchester United fans for this afternoon's FA Cup final. Let's even things up. Uh, this is Liam Gallagher with Blue Moon for City. Blue Moon. You saw me standing alone. 
Uh, Liam Gallagher, big Man City supporter with Blue Moon, their theme tune. Now it's uh, nearly time for me to say goodbye. Of course, Manchester City will also be in action next Saturday to see if they can do the treble if they win today um, against Inter Milan. There's a 69% win probability, a 19% extra time, and 12% for Inter. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday, the 10th of June, if you wanted to know about that one. And we're going to finish with this. It's one of the biggest anthems in football. It's Three Lions, the Deal Skinner and the Lightning Seeds on HRB. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming Three lines on a sleigh
time of year We'll be having a beer Actually I won't because I've got alcohol issues Three lines on a sleigh You and me still gleaming A football Christmas song separated the season of 22-23 in Qatar it was the England squad going to Qatar we didn't do it then but we did do it on the 30th of July 1966 and the song that was number one is going to be my last song ever on Scouting for Goals Barry Tappenden's show is up after me I want to say a big thank you to all of you for listening over the last 145 episodes three years it's a very sad goodbye, but um, you can still catch me on Sunday at 10 o'clock for Sunday Morning Madness and also on Thursday for Cut the Mustard. But as far as football's out, I think it's all over. This is Chris Farlow.